Welcome to the Elaine Podcast. I am your host. I feel like I'm moving too much and you're going to hear all of this in the background. <laughs> all right. Okay. Back to the top. I got to be still, y'all, because my jacket is loud. Welcome to the Elaine Podcast. I am your host, the one and the only Emisha. And today's topic of the day is double consciousness so everyone hopefully you have heard of the gentleman by that goes by the name of w.e.b du bois um he is a very known figure in black history and that's why i wanted to talk about him in today's black history special part six so E.B. Du Bois, he coined the term double consciousness. And so I'm going to read you guys a little bit from W.E.B. Du Bois and the idea of double consciousness. This is from the American Literature Book, volume 64, number two, pages 299 through 309. So if you want to read more on this you can figure out how to find it i did have to utilize you know my college login so that i can enter this website to be able to read this certain type of text so it may be hard for people who are not students to be able to um find this type of documents and stuff like that but if you can try to get that book so that you can read on these issues so I'm going to read this part right here where they're talking about what W.E.B. Du Bois thinks double consciousness means. And so it says, Du Bois 19, excuse me, Du Bois 1897 Atlantic Magazine essay, Striving of the Negro people later republished with revisions in the souls of black folk, 1903, in which Du Bois spoke on an African-American double consciousness, a two-ness of being an American, a Negro, two roaring ideals in one dark body. The term itself had a long history by the time Du Bois published his essay, and in the term double consciousness, W.E.B. Du Bois drew on two main sources. One of these was essentially figurative, a product of European, European romanticism and American transcendentalism. A lot of big words, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so I'm not going to continue to read because obviously I sound ignorant, like I don't have a college education. But reading texts like this, is it really is a struggle. I don't care how many years in school you have been in. You know, reading certain texts like this, they use a lot of words that I feel like the average person um wouldn't understand so when reading texts like this reading when reading text like this i like to take my time and really 
Like if I come across a word that I don't know or don't understand, I like to research it and find a definition because, you know, I don't know everything. So I just like to make sure that I learn as I go. So basically to me, double consciousness, like he said, is a two-ness. It's like being aware that you are black and also American. And I feel like a lot of People who live in this country or any other country, they understand what double consciousness is. And for me, I feel like I definitely throughout my childhood and into my adulthood, I have been aware of the double consciousness that I have as a black person and as a person and as an American. But, you know, it's also another, you know, concept of multi-consciousness where it's like being a black woman in America so now that's three and say if you know I liked the same sex so now I'm conscious of my sexuality my gender my race and the fact that I'm American so it's just being aware and understanding that you are seen a certain type of way in this country. And so double consciousness to me, I feel like it's a way for you to understand that there is a separation, that there is some type of Two-ness, like that you have to go by every day. And I feel like everybody understands that because just the simple fact that when you answer the phone and you're at work or you're and you work at a you know customer service based job, um, you pretty much change your voice a little bit and you change the way that you talk to people a little bit because you know the white voice is the voice that's going to keep your job and that white voice is going to prevent customers from complaining about um how they were treated in their customer service and I've had people pretty much complain about me because they felt like I didn't really um, come off as friendly or whatever and I have the resting bitch face and it's true I do and that's because honestly and most of the my previous jobs I hated it so it's like I really didn't want to be there from the get-go but back to the main conversation double consciousness definitely is something that each and every black person goes through throughout their lifetime and it's something that we are consciously aware of the fact that we are black in America and we have to handle ourselves and conduct ourselves a certain type of way because we are black in America and you know some people they come from all around the world so they could possibly not be from here. You see what I'm saying? But because of the color of their skin, they are automatically placed into this category regardless. So when it comes down to it, I just feel like double consciousness definitely opens the eyes of everyone who has to deal with it. And I feel like white people 
they don't have to deal with double consciousness because the system is built for them and it's built to support whatever it is they want to do. So that's my little spiel for today for our Black History special about double consciousness. Please, please, please do your own research about W.E.B. Du Bois' con concept of double consciousness because it's a lot more to the story that I can't really go too much in depth about today. But I definitely wanted to introduce that term and that concept to some people who may not have ever heard about double consciousness and triple consciousness, multi-consciousness. It's just consciousness period about who you are and how other people perceive you. And I feel like that's the main thing. It's about how you see yourself and how others see you. So Yes, 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 yes. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you give me five stars and leave a review. Follow us on Spotify. Make sure you search Amisha and the Elaine podcast will come up. All right, let's talk about it. Controlling your liquor. Why did I just say it like that? But yes, controlling your liquor, I feel like it's very unattractive when people drink to the point where they are uncontrollable, like to the point where they need help walking or they don't understand anything and they're pretty much going crazy. And it's like the next day, they really don't remember anything that happened. And I just feel like grown people need to know their limits. I feel like if you are not somewhere where you feel like you could just go lay down and crash, that's not the type of place where you just drink, 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 drink to it's just you don't even you're unconscious. You don't understand what's going on. And I just don't like that. Like I remember I went to I think this probably was not last year, but the year before it last, 2019, Halloween. And I went to my friend's birthday party, and it was this dude there, and he was drunk. He was trying to talk to me, and his eyes was so low, and he was slurring his words and, like, rocking back and forth like this. And he spilled his drink on the way to me. So I was just like, yeah, he drunk all the way. And so... I just don't like when drunk dudes, like when you're that drunk and you try to come talk to me, like get yourself together first before you approach me. Like, why would you come up talking to me and you're drunk to the point where you're about to pass out? That's not cute to me. I don't, I'm not saying I have a problem with people drinking. I feel like everybody needs to drink every now and then and have a good time. But as far as getting to the point of being sloppy drunk, I can't take it. Sloppy drunkness is not cute to me. And if you are a sloppy drunk, I need you to stay over there and go out with your other friends because like I can't I can't do it. And it's the difference between getting lit and to a point where you are, like you okay, but I'm talking about drunk to the point where it's like to a whole nother level type thing. And I, I just don't I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So I feel like people Please know your limits and make sure you have like 
accountability partner, accountability partner with you that can make sure you make it home safely. Because if you get drunk like that, you just never know what could happen. Somebody could take advantage of you and nobody wants that to happen. So I'm just going to leave that at that. So yeah, control y'all liquor, control y'all liquor. All right, next, let's talk about your cup is empty because you keep pouring out more than you're pouring in. So I was listening to a podcast and it was talking about pretty much when you are giving so much of yourself constantly over and over again, and you're not taking time for yourself, you're kind of you're now you're running on empty. You have you're gonna get to a point where you have nothing else to give because you haven't been taking care of yourself. I just want everybody to always remember it's always great to be a loving and caring and giving person, but when you are constantly giving, 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 and you're not replenishing and making sure that you're good. You're going to burn out and get to a point where you don't have nothing else. And I just want us to just think about that and make sure that we are constantly filling our own cups back up so that we can be able to give to other people. So I just want y'all to think about that. Yeah. So it's just like, just, just think about not giving so much of yourself to the point where you don't, you really don't have anything else to give people because I've been there where I've constantly, constantly, constantly put other people first. And now I'm falling behind on my responsibilities. And now I'm not turning in assignments on time. And now I'm putting out episodes late and I'm not doing the things that I said I want to do because I'm constantly worried about what everybody else got going on. So just think about that and work on that. And next I want to talk about y'all. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to talk about wigs sliding off while you having sex. So I was having sex one time and he was hitting it from the back. And like I hit one of these, like not even thinking about it. Like I just, I don't know what I was doing, but. I, I slid my thing, I slid my head on my head like this and my wig started to slide off and he was trying to like pull on my hair and stuff like that. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I felt that thing pull. I was like, I was trying to hide up under the pillow to try to fix it and pull it back down. Cause I didn't glue it down that day for, and I wasn't expecting for that to happen. But when the moment came, I wasn't finna stop it. So. I just pretty much made sure that like I just held my hand like this and just kept tugging on it because every time like he was hitting it from the like every <laughs> I mean I'm clapping too loud for the thing, but every time it went like this, I just felt like my wig was like embarrassing and I'm glad he was hitting it from the back when it shot when it started to slide because if he was doing it from the front or like I was riding and it started to like slide back that would have been embarrassing and I don't know if he realized what I was trying to do like trying to slide it back up or not but I definitely was trying to hold my wig down while I was having sex and security wigs put a 
a headband on or something or make sure it's glued down or whatever because that's embarrassing and like I didn't have no wig cap on up under so he was gonna see straight cornrows okay straight cornrows all right visit www.theelanebrand.com shop our store we have bundles wigs and lashes Need to contact customer service? Make sure you email shop at theelanebrand.com. Okay, let's take a trip down memory lane. So I wanted to tell y'all a story about when, how old was I turning? I think that was my 15th birthday. My 15th birthday, I had asked my mama if I could have a party. She said yes. So... I told everybody at school, I let all my dance team members know, I let all the football players know, all the basketball players know, I knew all the kids that were in my AP classes. I told everybody who was anybody about my birthday party. So the day comes, everybody, you know, the day of, you know, people hitting you up, like what's the address and asking questions about what time again started and da, da 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 Can this person come? Can this person come? So I'm thinking, you know, we doing good. We doing good on attendance. People actually seem like they're interested in coming. Then I get there, look around, set up all nice DJs there. The DJ went to school with me. So shout out to Jordan. He doing his thing. I think he... Um, on the radio now, 94.5, if I'm not wrong. Um, but yeah, DJ Watts, if you ain't heard about him, but anywho, so got to the party, look around. It's just me and the people who was with me, you know, waiting to people looking at the food. Okay. Food, you know, time goes by a little few people pull up. Okay. Okay. Then a few more people pull up. I'm like, okay, okay. It's been about an hour now. You know, starting to play a little more lit music. So I'm like, okay, now I got to entertain my guests because I can't keep waiting on folks to pull up. Because we had a nice handful of people, but it was like for the space that my mom had got me, it was a space for a party. And it ended up being more like a gathering, to be honest. It was more like a gathering than a party. But it's okay. And like I was just in the moment and just happy and like doing whatever. And so the seniors was like, we finna pull up. It was probably like about a group of five of them, maybe. They pulled up, said hey, and literally left. And I was just like, bro, why'd y'all even show up if y'all was just gonna stop by, look around, and then keep it pushing. But you know, that's neither here nor there. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But, like, for the most part, like, I had planned for it to be, like, one of those skate town parties where it's, like, everybody in the middle of the dance floor, you hot, sweating, trying to dance, da 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 And it didn't turn out like that. And I'm kind of glad it didn't turn out like that because I just felt like we had more space to actually move around and... Um, one of the dudes that was there ended up giving me a lap dance, ended up giving my friend a lap dance. And we was just, oh, this is some more tea. So at the time I was talking to two niggas. And so one of the niggas had showed up and 
we was talking, whatever, but he real chill, laid back. He wasn't really into the mix. So he stayed off to the corner by himself. Then the other dude that I was talking to, he pulled up. And like the dude that's chill, he knew about old dudes. So he was he was cool. He he really went. But the other dude didn't know nothing about the other dude. So like I had to pretty much pay more attention to that to the other dude than him. And he was cool with that. So that was cool. And so by the time he left, that's when I started paying more attention to the other dude because he was still there at the end of the night and he helped like at the end of the day or whatever. So that's the time when my party wasn't really a party and nobody showed up. I'm not saying nobody showed up, but it just wasn't as much as I anticipated it to show people to show up and show out. But you know, it is what it is. All right, call 678-460-6706. Call 678-460-6706. You can have a conversation with me about anything you want. You can promote your business, shout out your friend or family member, or ask for advice. And if you are on my live and you want to call in and talk to me, you can definitely call in and talk to me, ask me anything. We can talk. Um, you can promote your business, um, you can shout out your friend, family member, whatever, whatever, just request it and I'll add you on here. I thought my lashes finna dang gonna fall off. Alright, so in Misha's playlist, so let me go to my music on my computer since I'm using my phone. Okay, so I definitely gotta play. And sing for y'all my song by Tiana Taylor. And I wish I was in a space where I can get up and dance, but I'm not. All right, so I'm going to go through my songs and then I'm going to come back and sing for y'all. So, all right, Tiana Taylor, Booming is definitely one of my songs for my playlist for today. Also, it's this song called... F-U-C-K. I was playing it earlier. Um, yeah, F-U-C-K by Victoria Monet. Um, what's another song? Beyonce Speechless. It's always, always got to get played. That's another song that I wanted to sing today. It'll come back to me. But those are the songs that I'm shouting out for today for Amisha's playlist and all right let's see what else is on the agenda for today i'm gonna come back to the song after i finish recording okay so ask misha so i posted on instagram for you guys to ask me some questions and someone said what influenced you to start a podcast so i feel like i touched on this just a little bit before but since somebody else asked again just worded the question a little bit differently um what influenced me to start a podcast it's pretty much like i don't said this a couple times i'm pretty sure some of you already know that my goal is to be a talk show host. Um, I'm going to school for film. I'm a major in film and minor in journalism. 
So the overall goal is to be a talk show host, also produce and direct. So I have proper education where I know how to produce and direct films, TV shows, music videos, and all of that good stuff. So um, the reason why I wanted to start a podcast is because podcast is pretty much where you sit down, you talk. It's like a talk show. Um, it's just audio. But, you know, a talk show is with visuals. So eventually I plan on recording a podcast and putting it on YouTube and stuff like that. But for right now, the focus is just getting people accustomed to my voice and gaining an audience so that those people can eventually follow me to YouTube. Um, right now, I have, you know, some recurring listeners, I believe. You know, people listen to the podcast, but it's not enough for me to feel like I have to really record um, and upload on YouTube. And plus, when I do upload on YouTube, I plan to have like, we're going to be recording in the studio and, you know, all that other stuff that comes with the visual and, you know, editing. I want editing to be a certain type of way. I want the set to be a certain type of way, be a certain type of vibe. Also, when I started recording in the, in the um, studio, I want to do interviews and stuff like that. So all of that stuff is in the works. And it's just, it's just step by step. Everything I'm just doing one step at a time. And I just felt like starting a podcast is a great way to get people to know who I am and to get to know my personality so that when the time comes for me to produce my talk show and I host my my talk show, I will already have an audience of people who know me and understand my sense of humor and my personality and stuff like that. So that way the podcast would be like that. So I wouldn't say like a, a certain person influenced me to start a podcast because I honestly didn't really start listening to podcasts for real, for real until I started my own. And that's when I started looking at other people's podcasts and being like, okay, I see how they got different segments in the podcast. And that's why I added different segments to the podcast. Um, I noticed like people like to listen to music on the podcast. So I added an intro and outro and like during my ads, I add a little music in the background and um, just little things like that, that I'm picking up from these bigger podcast platforms and stuff like that. So um, yeah, me starting the podcast is just step one to the bigger picture, which is talk show host and producer, director, filmmaker, um, it's just other things that I have planned and I just felt like the podcast is the way to go because originally I started out making YouTube videos, doing makeup tutorials, hair tutorials, and vlogs. And I just wanted people to separate me from that uh, part of my life. I felt like people put me in this box and they felt like, oh, that's what you started doing, doing makeup tutorials and hair tutorials. That's what you need to always do. And I just feel like people evolve and people grow and they learn more things. And I just feel like the podcast is just the next step for me. And I love podcasting. Um, I love talking and, you know, building a relationship with my audience and answering questions and giving advice. 
Um, and that's just something that's going to be similar to my talk show. My talk show is going to be a fun environment where I interview people and we have a good time, have good conversation. We learn a little bit and I love to learn. I'm a geek. I love to read. So the podcast is a place where I could come on here and talk about everything that I learned and share this education with the other people that's listening. So that's why... I started a podcast. Okay, last thing on the agenda for today. Stay in your lane. We're going to talk about the first date and he brings his homeboy. So, <laughs> um, I went on this, this dude I was talking to it. He... He was fine, y'all. I'm not going to lie. Fine little dark skin. Played football. Ugh. He he He's an attractive young man. But our first time hanging out ever, like ever, 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 he pulled up at my house. And I'm walking down the driveway. He get out the car, give me a hug and doing all of that. And I look in the car and I see something moving and I'm like I know ain't nobody in there I look and it's his homeboy in the car so I'm thinking maybe he about to drop his homeboy off maybe you know like this is they like they they finna eventually part at some point in this evening however he was with us the entire evening. I'm thinking maybe this might be a double date type situation where his girl, we finna go pick up his girl and then do a double date type thing. I don't know. I had no freaking clue. But I was just really confused as why when you asked me if I wanted to spend time with you, you thought it was okay for you to spend time with me and your homeboy. And this is our first time hanging out together. Weird. So, picks me up, we go to the homeboy house, get to the homeboy house, the homeboy's sister is like, who the fuck is this bitch in my house? And I'm just like, god damn, like, she don't give a fuck, like, what if I was, you know, about their life, and, you know, I said something, <laughs> then I had to leave, but it's just like, she was just really like, who do, who is this, y'all just bringing in my house, and then... She was asking the dude, like, you know, how long you know her? And he was just like, we just met not too long ago. And she was like, oh, so you just bringing anybody over my house? You just, you know, bringing any female in my house? And I was like, girl, watch your mouth. And so I guess their parents had told them that they was about to pull up. So they tried to hide me in the boy's room and I'm like see this this is the type of stuff that I don't like that's the type of stuff that I be talking about that is not cool like if you don't if you're going to invite somebody out you need to have a strategic plan of what's going on don't just be bringing me out just to be chilling with you and your homeboy and be doing what you and your homeboys be doing so continue on the day um, we just, I was just riding with them for the rest of that day. I really don't remember what else happened because I tried to forget. But yeah, like they just threw me off. Like what made him think that it was okay to 
bring his homeboy along the day that we supposed to be going out. And I'm trying to think, did we eventually go somewhere? Oh, and then I'm thinking we finna get something to eat. This man took me to Wendy's, y'all. This man took me to Wendy's. And I'm going to end it on that. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Elaine Podcast. Like I said at the beginning, I am your host, the one and the only Emisha. And I will talk to you guys in the next podcast. <laughs>